Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glynneth. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing A Quaking in Aspen, which is episode two from season 12 and originally aired on the 28th of September, 1995. Our writer is, can anybody guess? Quake? Lansbury? No, I just realized I don't think there was a signature move here, but our writer was Tom Sawyer, who's written 25 episodes. He tends to have something gross in them, although I guess the car flying off the ridge was kind of intense. That was one of the more dramatic. That is honest. (laughs) Endless. It was like 10 seconds. (laughs) Have rolling down the hill. I realize now that if an episode starts that way, I'm going to be pretty into it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I <laughs> So he's written quite a few that we've watched, um, including Broadway Malady, Joshua Peabody Died Here Possibly, No Laughing Murder, The Family Jewels, The Return of Preston Giles, Programmed for Murder, Dead Eye, and Evidence of Malice. So A Quaking in Aspen sees the return of Charlie Garrett, played by Wayne Rogers. He has been hired by Olivia Archer, played by Deborah Lacey, who runs in and who works for an insurance company. And they want him to investigate a claim and basically kind of get rid of the claims that make it seem that it's not legitimate. Essentially, what's happened is that Jessica's good pal, Lainey Sherman Boswell, played by Lee Taylor Young, (laughs) <laughs> who is uh, gives Barbara <laughs> of Walters a run for her money with her interviewing skills. She's very rich. She's just dealing with the fact that her third husband from, I guess, a third failed marriage, the marriage wasn't going that well. He died in a car accident. Uh, his car went off of a cliff somewhere near Aspen. And she's just waiting on the insurance payout. And there is some sort of added bonus involved if you know it wasn't suicide wasn't murder all this sort of stuff so the insurance provider wants to try to figure out if there's a way of showing that it maybe was one of those things in the mix is Lainey's daughter uh, Gina Sherman played by Wendy Benson Landis who didn't really like her stepdad had nothing nice to say about him the marriage was not good also is his niece Nancy Boswell played by Leslie Horan who Lainey's quite keen to get the money from the insurance so that she can give Nancy her cut, but Lainey's donating all of her money because she's very, very wealthy in her own right. Also in the mix here is Gina's boyfriend, uh, (laughs) Lothario journalist, Darman Keene, played by Scott Valentine. (laughs) And a guy, okay, so Lainey has a really good pal who's her lawyer called Terry Folger, played by Gerald, sorry, Gerald McRaney, who is trying to look out for her, obviously dealing with a lot of divorces. He keeps asking her to marry him. She keeps saying no, even though I think they'd make a very attractive couple. Anyways, nobody asked me. So working for him is Phil Carmichael, played by Tom Birds, who used to date Gina, still likes her. You know, there's a lot going on there. Anyways, so it turns out that Jessica's there to visit Lainey. She runs into Charlie. Charlie's pretending to be this insurance, oh, sorry, a financial advisor, but he's really dealing with this insurance investigation. Charlie Garrett. <laughs> there's a lot of toing and froing about, you know, there's this other couple in town, Sydney Pembroke, played by Elizabeth Grayson, and Anthony Pembroke, played by Victor Bevan, and they seem to be up to no good. Sydney's having an affair with Darman behind Gina's back. Anthony seems to be wheeling and dealing, but we don't know what he's up to. <laughs> and it becomes very complicated when they determine that the car going off the cliff wasn't an accident it was actually murder and Lainey is the prime suspect for the murder now what I haven't mentioned is the opening sequence of this episode is a young woman taking a bearded ponytailed man out to a club and then when they're going to get back Mm -hmm. in his car someone coming up behind that bearded ponytail gentleman bonking him on the head. And that is the person who goes off the cliff in the car. But how did he pass the dental records? Well, they had, wasn't she a dental hygienist? Oh, right. right, And that, and so what happened was, this is a very, sorry, this is a really bad synopsis of this episode. No, it's a really confusing (laughs) episode. 
what happened? So that girl was Nancy Boswell. So we're thinking, oh, isn't it weird? She was making out with her uncle and then said, well, it wasn't really her uncle, was it? It turns out there's another guy lurking around called Mr. Vernon, played by Tom Everett. Turns out he's actually Lainey's third husband. <laughs> he had been in cahoots with Nancy to basically make it look like this guy had um had died in the car accident that he was her husband so that nancy could take some of the uh insurance money and they could split it between them what happened was that became problematic was that while all of that fraud was going on that laney had no part in terry wanted laney to be arrested for murder because right. and so he had hired Anthony Pembroke to come forward to say that he had seen her buying accelerants and things like that to set a fire or whatever and and to damage the car I think because if she went if she became a part of a capital case he would have the rights to all of her property and get all of her money and ha- hold ownership of those things which I guess is normal practice for lawyers I have not heard of that before but okay and so why Mr. Vernon then came forward was he found out that they were saying it was murder and murder negated the clause in the insurance and they would not pay out. Anyways, it turns out <laughs> confusing. It's very confusing. So also just to say, investigating this is Sheriff Milo Pike, played by Kurt Fuller. So the person who's been killed here is Anthony Pembroke. He gets killed down an alleyway. Well, and as well as the gentleman that was in the car. I know, the poor guy in the beginning who... So the guy in the beginning was killed by Nancy and Boswell. Yeah. The guy in the alley was killed... Was he killed by Terry Folger? Yeah, the, the husband did that because he didn't want her arrested for murder. Right, okay, sorry. Let me backtrack. Okay, sorry. Right, because he wanted there to be a payout. Right, so Terry's going to go to jail for malfeasance. <laughs> and, in, you know. Yeah, Terry's not great. Not yeah. good stuff. And Boswell and Nancy had uh, killed Anthony Pembroke and the guy in the car. Yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, because- sorry. When you said the alley, the show starts. Yes, the I'm sorry, you're right. Ponytail guy in an alley. So I was like, no, that is the guy. That- okay, got it. There are two bonks on the head in an alley. Those are how yeah. both people and die. So there's two alleys. And yeah, like yeah. her being yeah, got it, arrested got it, got it. or convicted of murder would have interfered with the payout to the quote. Yes, team. yes. And so then they were mad about this. And that's why they came. Yeah. So it's this poor woman is being set up to go to be tried for murder by her lawyer who's has some sort of romantic interest or claims to just wants her money, as well as her third husband, although he didn't actually want to hurt her, but he did kill two people so that he could get a payout. Um, incidentally (laughs) there were no fun facts for this episode so nothing to hang our hat on there so yeah aspen here we are it's waking (laughs) wait did you talk about the the guy that's the lawyer in terry's firm the young guy Yes, of course we like i think it's very important that we talk about phil because he has what i consider to be one of the greatest line readings in all of Murder, She Wrote history. Yeah. yeah. Who would like to be responsible for, for starting us on, on the first of what I believe will be many of these? I think Linus. No, Linus, why? You don't want to do <laughs> I thought Megan wanted to do it. Megan, did you want to do it? Oh, I thought you wanted to do it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go. I add a little... Right, you put a little spice on it. Okay, let's hear it. I like to say like, oh man, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's not exactly. I mean, the thing is, the way he says it is is both upset but incredibly flat, which is like a a sort of interesting dichotomy, very hard to recreate, but so funny. (laughs) Funny saying it so loud when they're right next to each other and with her other boyfriend. And she he's just watched this girl that he's trying to kind of like get back with and you know play the nice guy or whatever get back with her boyfriend who she's just caught cheating on her in you know he just is basically like you gotta forgive me and she's like okay and he's just stood there like a like a weird third wheel. 
Yeah. Oh man, Gina. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah, like, that's more. And kind of and kind of off camera. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he like not like you just heard this like no, he's in the middle of them. He's like in the center of the I thought he was like off to the side. No, he's walking with her and then uh, she gets all starry eyed. Yeah. Darman, which is like <laughs> and then to Darman's on the right. Steven's on the left. And Phil. Is it Phil? Phil, yeah. Is in the middle. And he's just like, oh, man, Gina. reflects a concern I have about murder. She wrote that, like, this guy is supposed to be the quote-unquote nice guy. He's, like, really weird. And then also basically breaks into Darman's house. Like, that's not cool. He does that. And he also says a thing that I think is fundamentally insane, where he says to Gina after she and Darman um, break up again, uh, she he says to Gina, he says, "What's really important is that maybe you now you believe me." <laughs> it's like, oh, so that's what the takeaway from this is like. Not that she might have been hurt by her boyfriend or that like whatever her interest is like. Now she's just gonna listen to what you're gonna listen to what I say. I right. like I was right yeah. the whole time, and you better listen to me because I'm the only one that has. And it's like. And also it's like she, when she first sees him in that opening sequence, she seems physically grotesque, but like, she's like, like she has a gut reaction to him of like, get away from me, Phil. And by the end they're making out. It's like, that's not right. I know. And it's like, oh, we're all supposed to be so happy about it. I was, I wasn't that happy about it. No. But you know what? I'll be honest. She was a little annoyed. I mean, she's in the Susan Hartley territory. I mean, if, if her mom is picked such horrible men in the past and Gina's going down that same path with Darman. This guy doesn't seem great, but he does seem like a massive improvement. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Darman seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, that Cruella DeVille cigarette stick. Okay. I Glynis, I'm so glad you brought like, this. What up. is that about? I what love is that? that so much? Yeah. I want to Did you like the hexagonal sunglasses? Absolutely too? everything. Yeah, yeah. I can tell who's going to be your biggest son. Yeah, I think Scott not. Valentine's cute. I think he's really cute. I do yeah. too. I, I, do I too. don't. There's only one hunk in this up. Oh, Gerald McCraney. Yeah, she likes the little yeah. Terry. Um, she likes Major Dad oh, in I a major way. Major. I was going to say the dirty cop. Or no, not the dirty lawyer. Yeah, yeah, that's who. That's yeah, who that's, she's that's talking about. Yeah. yeah, and he was also on Longmire, and I was like, looking good, got it. looking good. <laughs> I can't believe you wouldn't bring up designing women. Yeah, I, okay, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I never really watched designing women that much. I don't want you to be upset. No, that's fine. I just, I thought you would know, like the 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 leads. You know, like the rotation of characters. I know, and I know he's he's married to Delta Burke. I, Is he? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. So he plays her ex-husband in Designing Women. Are they still together? So they like have this like banter together. Yeah. That's so oh, yeah, sweet. They've been in a long time. I, yeah, he's very, yeah. I mean, okay. Just taking five steps back to Darman. It all <laughs> Darman was, was character development. Like we got so yeah. much insight. He, the funky vest, the headpiece he's wearing to talk on the phone with the skinny little microphone, the online poker habit, the fact that he's a really good investigative journalist, the Cruella DeVille cigarette holder. I mean, all, Glynis, your hexagonal sunglasses. I mean, say so about rap, like his first, like your first introduction to Darman, he makes a comment about rap and I wish I'd written it down. He was like, He's basically talking about some invest- investigative journalism about this new rap thing and that he was going to spin it as like, like dramatic art and like something like that where it was like, okay, sure. But he was like leaning back in his chair. It looked like there were video games popping up left, right, and center on his computer screen and copying, yeah. talking about rap music. And I was like, Sure. I think he was playing online poker. I thought that's what he was doing, was playing like online card games. But I thought, I don't know if you could like bet on it in 1995. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. He, yeah, Darman. And then when, um, 
I can't what I can't remember what Phil says. Phil says something to her like and Darwin's like, he speaks for me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, I'm sorry that guy hurt you last night. And he's like, babe. He's like, but I yeah. miss you. Like, and honestly, her walking in. <laughs> so Darwin's hooking up with Sydney Pembroke, who's played by Elizabeth Grayson, who we've seen before in um the wine uh episode oh yeah um, i can't think of it now but um she's very cute but when gina walks in on them they're like making like noise and then when she walks in they're fully dressed <laughs> you said, like, and you're like oh did well, something happen it's like, yeah. it's like squatting on top <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh what gina <laughs> Classic 90s <laughs> cheating. <laughs> um, yeah, Darman was the best. Uh, like, also the fact that he's like this really successful journalist, like living in Aspen of all places. Like, it just was like, oh, is he, he's like a national. Yeah. <laughs> that, that brought up questions. I was like, is Aspen like the New York of the West? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I had no idea. Beautiful, yeah. lovely, beautiful. He honestly also, what I liked about Darwin is, which this is of incredible police like negligence. All of this at the end <laughs> when Charlie Garrett sets up um, Vern well Boswell to show up at Darman Keen's house. He doesn't tell Darman that he's going to do that. So Darman seems very <laughs> surprised when a man who's there to murder him shows up at his house. And then the police all come in and I was like, we don't think we have a responsibility to show this person that you want. Right, right. That's, that's a good point. Like, poor Darman. <laughs> wow. Um, Darman. Darman. Dar. <laughs> Did someone call him Dar? I thought so. Oh my yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I thought Susan, a.k.a. Gina. Gina. So what did, we, what did you think initially of when we saw Terry and Lainey together? Yeah, I mean, it was like the chemistry was electric. Then they're just like holding on to each other for way too long. And you're like, what? Like, they're basically making out. You're like, I don't this is her lawyer <laughs> that seems inappropriate yeah and like clearly they're friends and he's like got a thing for her but not enough that he wouldn't try to like con basically her out of a ton of money like ruin her life effectively yeah and is that a thing wait can you explain that to me is that i had a question for for the legal minds of the group um yes ashley go on if you're <laughs> If you're if you're charged with a capital offense, do you have to sign everything over to somebody? I don't know. To somebody, not your shifty lawyer, but like to a person. I would imagine you could put I it in a in a trust and then have trust, your right? lawyer as your like as your executor, but I, I wouldn't have thought it's appropriate to give I, I don't I genuinely have no idea. I I do think like to pay bills, like sometimes lawyers will like they can have a lien or something like I right that's that okay, makes sense. But this no this seems like this crazy. felt like outrageous and then he's paying those people to fly out from Morocco to like <laughs> I don't know well and then I was also like are the fees on a capital offense like like depending on the crime you charge more an hour like I was I just guess, like yeah, it's more severe I mean he can charge I guess whatever he wants but then it's well like, yeah but it I just kind of thought to, yeah you have you know, it'd be a lot of work. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if the hourly rate jumped up to like all your household belongings and all your treasures. God, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, I was just like, dang. And she doesn't even need that five mil. No. I know, it was- So that's a bucket of money. She's rich. She made her millions NASCAR driving, obviously. Yeah, I know. They're like, back when you were on the circuit. He says, wait, the lawyer says, honey, you move faster now than you were on the NASCAR circuit. And that was really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like a famed interviewer and 
a race car driver. driver. I mean, wow. Well, that's why Glenn is, I mean, not Glenn. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> you know, like, oh, and a celebrity like Lainey Sherman is around, you know, then. Like, she's like very famous for I mean, She's a hell of a woman. So it's like, that's like Danica Patrick, like have, becoming a Barbara Walters. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. I mean, wait. You're not buying it. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, who knows, right? There's lots of talented people out there. They have more than one skill. So. Yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, listen, anything's possible. Who knows? You know what? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I did feel like at the beginning, I was like, I hope these two get together. And then even at the end, I was like, you know what? He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> I know. When we, when Glennis and I watched it together, Glennis was like, oh no. Like, I like him. I, I was like, sorry. Yeah. He didn't murder anybody. <laughs> he didn't murder anybody, but he did, he did spend a lot of money to, um, like get her in really big trouble <laughs> oh and I love the scene with the couple she's like he's like leaving the house she's like get money quickly go get us money quickly <laughs> she says, he leaves and she says I hope it's to get us money and quickly yeah <laughs> that shady phone booth and pulls out money Oh my god! I know, and I was like, I was like, well, he found that very fast. <laughs> that was quickly, yeah. <laughs> it was quickly. He that couple was so weird, and like, the how did she even know Darman to like go off almost like day one of them arriving? Well, no, but I think they worked in. They all worked in Terry's firm, right? I mean, they were from Aspen. I thought they were from like the East Coast, like New York or something. I did too. Oh, because the Phil knew him too. Oh yeah. He was like, "Oh, hey, Mister Whatever," and then Lainey was like, "I don't even know him, so I don't know." And she just seemed so. She played a pretty good villain, like femme fatale. Oh, the lady hooking up with Darman. Yeah, I like. Yeah. Uh, the. Boswell, Nancy, was it Nancy? Oh no, that's oh, the, the niece. niece. Yeah, the the dental hygienist, uh, <laughs> honey <Yeah>. trap niece. <laughs> Wait, you mean? Do you mean um Nancy Grayson, the, the Sydney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is a good friend. Is she the one that wasn't? Was she hooking up with Pembroke too? She was married to. That him. was her his wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I thought she played a really good Okay, I was like, were there two brunettes running around and I just like flatly confused Yeah, yeah, them. no, there were. The other brunette was the fake niece mm-hmm. of um, the not dead husband. <laughs> but really, they were working on it. They were literally two. Oh they my looked God. A very, I think I just, very similar I, haircuts. Okay, I literally was, I think that's why I got even more confused at the end. So it's just like, You're wait, like, how many are there? and she's looking up with, oh my God, I'm such a bobo, guys. I literally thought they were the same person. It's hard with the later ones because they do have, they stick to the 90s hairstyles and styles. And sometimes people are a little bit interchangeable where they're like, and they're not in scenes together. So you can't like differentiate them all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. She's cute. Yeah. They're both very attractive, brunette, like Bob. Yeah. Cut. Yeah. Slicked back. So, yeah, yeah. Slicked back. This is pre um, or during maybe Highlander the Raven. So that's Elizabeth Grayson's most important role. Yeah. And role. in that, she yeah. had a, a platinum blonde pixie cut. So if she'd had that in that's- this, we wouldn't have had a problem. <laughs> <laughs> right you're right because well because the other girl wasn't really in it that much but then she ended up being pivotal role actually yeah. i watched a midsummer the other day um and there were two people in it that looked virtually identical two men and yeah. i it was an hour and 15 minutes in where i finally realized they were different yeah. <laughs> i was like oh my god this is so confusing they had the exact same haircuts and it was like and they dressed them this was like a old this is a john nettles one so it's a very kind of early aughts late 90s kind of 
star. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the one with um Lady. Uh, I think it was this one, the one with Lady Felicia, where she's having the nightmares. Is it the one where she's the school? Oh, the nightmares where she's screaming out the window. Yeah, and she makes out with um with the guy that now plays uh what's his name, Megan? You know this um it's the 1950s set pd james adaptation they just oh. came out with it dogleash he plays dogleash he does yeah he was no way cute then and he's cute now i would say he looks even better <laughs> he's now he's way cuter as dogleash he was cute in that episode too oh by the way boswell's first name is grant Grant Boswell. Sorry, I had oh, it. Oh yeah, remember. I do. Now that you say it, I think they do say that. They they yeah. do. I I think they see it a couple of times. I mean, it's funny because we see a picture of him at the beginning, and obviously, right where he has the beard. Well, and he, I think, I don't know if I if this is rude, but I think he looks like a taller man in the photograph than the man we see at Just the bar. Agree. And so I think that's actually, I actually think it's a pretty good misdirect of when you meet Mr. Vernon and he seems like a weird guy because he really doesn't look like the photo. So I actually, even though once you see it, it's like, oh yeah, it is the same guy. I actually thought that was pretty good. They pulled that off pretty good. Yeah, no, it was a good, it's a good twist. I, uh, cause did he met this girl before and they were like in love? I don't think there was a romantic angle to it. I Oh, it was just. I thought, I got the implication. It was just monetary but that could be wrong i don't know if other people thought differently about that between grant and uh nancy the niece not niece oh uh, i thought it was a little romantic yeah maybe yeah in, in sequentially at murder sure is this the third charlie oh must be because it's season 12 but for Glynis, this is her second Charlie Garrett. How do you feel about this episode compared to Dead Eye, which was the JFK assassination <laughs> episode where we first meet Charlie? <laughs> Wild. <laughs> I th- this one was still very confusing, but much easier to like follow and wasn't referencing like a pretty major historic event. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you draw the line. <laughs> well, it just felt like such a weird, like, and like that death is already like controversial in its own right. For murder, she wrote, to be like, mm. we are going to get in on the conspiracy theories and we are going to go in hard. Just didn't really feel like yeah. the normal. Uh... <laughs> it was kind of an odd choice. Yeah. It's funny because this one, like I like this episode. I like it set in Aspen. I like that everybody has their kind of like weird, like kind of woolly ensembles, even though it's the spring. <laughs> I like that it's set in Aspen and nobody skis, <laughs> which is like a right, sort right. of surprise. Yeah. You're right. There's like no reference of skiing. <laughs> but there's a lot of like kind of um Charlie's allergies though. There's a lot of reference to yes. that. Oh, yeah. And then Oliver kept asking, he's like, is he eating candy? We made our brother watch this with us. And A, he like sorted it out almost immediately, which was impressive. Like, but the first people- five minutes, he like sort yeah, of like and blacked then- out and was like, is it this, this, and this, and this, and this? <laughs> I know. We were like, wait, how did you know that? But also, he like, is he eating candy the whole time? We're like, I don't know. He's popping, it looks like he's popping red. Uh- uh pistachios at the end uh at the end he goes oh my tooth and so i think it was candy well i just don't understand why they have referenced his allergies and they like focused in on the rapper sitting in the thing i thought that was is is that a clue later on did that tip her off somehow no it's annoying to me i know i know charlie it's weird in this episode because it's like he jessica keeps his secret even though he's lying to everybody because he's trying to like i mean he's trying to sabotage the insurance claim but then he feels that he that there is an actual case they're not just the insurance stuff but that something's not right with what's happening and so he's sort of investigating kind of a little bit on his own where it's just and then she's just walking around it's not pistachios what did rue really like it was red 
Yeah, red pistachios. Pistachios, sorry, it was pistachios. Yeah. Okay. But it sort of looked like that, like big, sort of brightly colored. Mm. Maybe yeah. it was candy. Yeah. I sort of thought it was antihistamines. I mean, was, I did too. It would be a lot. I was going to say, you probably shouldn't pop antihistamines like that could make you really sleepy. But yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I felt that Charlie reacted, was the only one to react appropriately to the smooch at the end between Gina and Phil. What did he do? I missed he it. He made a face of pure disgust <laughs> when he looked out the yeah. window at it. No. And everybody else is like, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, no, she says something at the end. She says like- the Two beneficiaries or something. Yes. The real beneficiaries aren't even listed on the policy. They're outside. <laughs> what does that even mean? Because <laughs> like, yeah, and this all worked out for them, even though she was not nice to him. Also, he's not so well, he's not great. I'm not saying he's great. Yeah, I'm not defending him. I'm just saying she just was basically like, you can go away. Yeah. Oh, know? man, Gina. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so do you think there's like time for us? And she says, no. <laughs> yeah, listen to her, dude. He just walks yeah. away. He yeah. doesn't even like do anything. He just, no. Uh, he also kind of like, forces her not in a like super aggressive way but he kind of like she tries to open the door or something to have him leave and he shuts it or like there's a little like physical thing where you're just like oh this guy seems he's sort of yeah i don't know he was pretty annoying um shall we go through the beats yep mm-hmm. oh man gina <laughs> 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 but it was so funny. I wish I I might try to see if I can record the audio of him saying it and then try to like yes, put please. it in because I don't like let's be real, my technical skills, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I will give it the old college try. And yeah, then I love and it. then every time one of you calls me, that'll be the ringtone. Oh, oh man, Gina. <laughs> Oh man, Gina! <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark will throw your phone. <laughs> Be like, what is? We happening? should definitely get a little soundboard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just saying. Anyway, <laughs> I agree. I'll see if I can get it. Um, okay, thunder weather. No, secret drawers, closet hiding. Uh, Charlie is crate hiding in the alley so he's sort of hiding behind all the crates as he's following him through yeah that's true i guess phil sort of hides but not really that's more of a is that a a sneak sneak (laughs) he's not a he's a sneaky guy (laughs) who's phil uh oh gina you're back in town for how long it's like oh god i mean never (laughs) go home poisoning bludgeoning so Grant, not Grant, was bludgeoned and in a car crash and uh, Pembroke was shot. Phone wire cut, no. She's shaking, no. Window peep. Phil peeps through Darman's window. Okay. Um, yeah, and more than peeps. <laughs> more than peeps? Like- Wait, aren't there, isn't there the peep, the make Oh, yeah, peep? the peep at the end where they're making out outside the window. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. The make out peep. They're like out behind that door. You know, and her mom's like, this Gosh. is so sweet. It's like, oh. Um, okay, fake name ID. There's a few of these. So I love this reveal. Oh, yeah, there's a lot. This is, okay, this one was my favorite one. So Anthony Pembroke, was anthony o'brien and when they're saying that they're like so his real name is anthony o'brien and it's like those are <laughs> that's basically the same like it's just like he just changed his last name from one kind of normal name to another normal name <laughs> like it's like i don't know it just felt like they sort of really got excited about that um nancy boswell was actually uh grace i think or Sorry, I can't read what I wrote now. But anyways, Nancy Boswell wasn't her name. Vernon was Boswell. And Howard Dietrich was Charlie Garrett. Yeah. So yep. the fuzz slash cop quirk, we had Milo Pike. And he was sort of crusty. I did not think there was cop chemistry. 
Mm-mm. No, but I liked him. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I also liked him in Ghostbusters too. And I think is he the one that was in um, Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, business, <laughs> business. <laughs> um, salacious murder. I thought insurance fraud. Insurance fraud. That actually is probably the best one. And investigative journalism. Oh, yeah. yeah, journalism. Scandals. He's an artist. Sorry. That's what you um, I did like the insurance lady. Olivia. Yeah. What's her name? Olivia. Olivia. And Gary yes. keeps saying her name, Olivia. <laughs> you mean Charlie Garrett? I thought it was when Terry was on oh, the phone Terry. with her. Oh, Terry. Sorry, I thought you said Gary. <laughs> I, <was> like, <laughs> I didn't realize you and Charlie Garrett were on such great terms. You're like, no, <laughs> pal, Gary. Yeah, yeah, we ca- I call him Gary. For You're like my Gary. buddy, Gary. That feels Gare like Bear. a twist in a murder she wrote. Because they're like, who's Gary? And then it's like, oh, they're old <laughs> Like friends. Gabe, Gabe Cassaris. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so age ain't nothing but a number. So Gina was 24 and Phil was 33. Okay. Anthony Pembroke was 41 and Sydney Pembroke was 34. Okay. Sheriff Milo Pike was 42. Nancy Boswell was 26. Uh, and Grant Boswell was 47. Uh, Terry Folger was 48. Charlie Garrett was 62. Darman Keene was 37. And Lainey oh. Boswell was 50. So. Wait. Um, how old was the daughter? 24. So Four. Darman. So Darman was 37. Darman looked significantly older than her. Yeah. Well, he had like white sideburns. And like, I think yeah. he's meant to be like an older creepy dude but phil's not that much younger i mean we all know phil was terrific so you're supposed to assume that they like dated in high school i think you're supposed to assume that phil is younger yeah i that sounds right i I think they maybe did date like they yeah because when you're saying how held back a few years was she at university is that why she was i thought so when he is a practicing lawyer, so he's been through law school and everything, so he's probably a few years older than her. Um, okay, the Jonathan scale. Now, Glynis, I think, was it Glynis had the theories? Well, well, no, no, no. So they, this is a triple part theory. <laughs> okay. So Megan was saying, Megan and Ashley were talking about if there was a Jonathan and a Susan, and I'll let them get into that. But I thought that Darman was a Horus. Oh, mm. interesting. Mm. Yeah. Although Horus was like a little bit less predatory mm-hmm. and like just strange, I think. Yeah. Where's this guy? But I couldn't think of anyone else that he was. No, loving. but it's true because he got the, yeah. Yeah. I think he was like the super creepy guy that's on the scale. What's the guy at the end of the Jonathan scale? Tolliver. Tolliver. Okay, well, that's no like, one's a Tolliver. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever meet another Tolliver. Mm, I couldn't remember. Yeah, but Ashley's right. There needs to be an end of that line, you know. And Tolliver probably is like, if you're at a hundred, it's got to be Tolliver. If you're at a zero, it's like Seth Hazlitt or something, and then in the middle falls everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> so, do people second Glennis's motion to make this? A- yeah, hundred percent agree. <laughs> agree. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Phil was a Jonathan for sure. Yeah, Phil was a Jonathan, and I think, I think, what's her name again? Gina. 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 Susan. Gina's a Susan. Yeah, she's a total Susan. But like. Phil also does have like a job. I know, but he's so whiny. He's not even good so at his whiny. job. And like know it all. He's not like, good at his job. He isn't. He's like I'm gonna show her what's what. Yeah, right for her. Well, he was like, I read this contract and it seems kind of weird, Terry, that you're gonna get all of her money. And it's like that's not a good lawyer. 
if he's a practicing attorney and he reads something like that in a contract, that should make him question Terry right. a little bit more than that. And he does. And he's just like, okay, <laughs> Terry, whatever you say. I thought it was weird, but you're probably right. It's like, Phil, an idiot. <laughs> His future mother-in-law. So technically, like, he doesn't get any of that money either. Anyways, these days, I mean, I said Terry and Lainey. I know it's not really... I mean, yeah, but she alludes to the fact that, I mean, he's been like, but do we think he only proposed to her to try to get a hold of her money? Yes, it does seem that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The trade off seems kind of good, though. (laughs) He's cute. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. (laughs) Well, he wanted also the other. Wait, oh, no, because she would have given that to. Okay, never mind. I was like, what's he trying to maximize how much money he got from her? But she was giving that $5 million up from donation, right? Wasn't she donating mm-hmm. it or whatever? She's donating hers and then Nancy was going to get to keep hers. Yeah. Nancy Boswell. Uh, petite feet. We had <laughs> a flashback with Beard. Yeah. Which I loved when they like, he yeah, comes no, out of the shadow and it's just, that's all beard and ponytail. And you're like, flashback with a beard but it's like yeah i don't can't remember last time i saw a man with like a low pony like that and a big old bushy (laughs) beard it's like wow it's a strong look (laughs) it is is a strong strong i I do like it makes any difference with it it's like a curly ponytail too there's a lot of hair that he's trying to like put back and then he slicks it straight to his head yeah they definitely look like two different people yeah Yeah, i mean it's it's funny because it's like both very scraggly but then also he's made the point (laughs) of yeah as you're saying glenn it's like greasing down the front part it's just it's an interesting it's like just a lot of (laughs) a lot of coke bottle glasses oh my god the glasses I know. It, I mean, but I don't I think he needed, right? No. I, he didn't. He take them off. He did. Yeah, he wasn't wearing them at the end. No, and I thought, oh, did he? Is that a disguise? <laughs> it's a disguise. Just trying to shoot Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he came there to take care of business. Um, glamour shots. So we have. There's an article photo of Lainey, but there's also the all-important Grant and Lainey photo that they sort of yeah. like yes, look at yeah, in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Smooches. I mean, we had a lot of Gross. smooches. Uh, <laughs> but the full, <laughs> full clothes on makeout, I put that one. Um, Phil and Gina at the end. Yeah. Wait, can you remind, can you remind me, is Sawyer the one with the makeouts? Uh, Lansbury. Lansbury. Darn it. Okay, go ahead. Sawyer's the gross, gross stuff, stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So this, okay. what is the guy getting beamed in the head? But I put, my final smooch was Nancy and Rando, which is called the guy that they murdered to like. Oh. And they do smooch yeah. at the beginning so she can lure him to the bar and get oh. him drunk. It's so sad. And Rando. <laughs> Nancy and Rando. Nancy and Rando. Because um, we do never That's find out his name. <laughs> that man. That poor man is not identified at the end. Um, the bloody hands, no. Familial ties, this is an old friend, Lainey. And eyebrows, head shake, no. But the, there's an eyebrow raise at the end where she's like, hmm? fave outfit, worst outfit. Megan, why don't you start? I... I really enjoyed Lainey's costume changes, especially her um, party dress. And I loved all the fringe. Okay. Yeah. Lots of fringe. Yeah. Uh, Ashley. Oh, wait, did you have a worst? Worst. Yes. I mean, yes. <laughs> wait, did I? Yes. You did. Yes, you absolutely yeah, you did. did. Yeah. And if you like this, I have to rethink everything. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Do you want me to do yeah. it? And then yeah. you can just plot, you can just add on. Okay. Worst outfit is the denim corset top 
that Gina was wearing. Yeah. I forgot about Bingo. that, and you're right. Yep, I would yep, yep, yep. everything Gina yeah. wears except for one, but I'll let you. I mean, but come on. That was a yeah, great joke. Pretty, yeah, with the bow. And yeah. she knew that like a few times the whole time out of it and back into it and (laughs) i know this isn't like she wore it over a shirt white shirt underneath it was like i'm not saying she should have to wear it with it was just like this is an insane thing to have on forgot about it yep maybe they ran out of costume budget on laney's outfit changes yeah had to have gina wear the same thing that's that's a good point, Glennis. Yeah, they yeah. they're like we spent too much. That denim yeah. vest was three thousand yeah. dollars. We gotta use it in everything. Yeah. Couture. Um, Ashley, do yeah. you want to carry on? You yeah. have a favorite? Oh yeah, my favorite was um, uh, Nance. No, who is it? Oh my God, Laney's suede <laughs> she wore like a suede fitted top that was like a button up in the beginning it was like a camel colored oh it yeah. looked really nice mm. on her and it matched terry's suede coat with so much fringe love Wee. the fringe yeah i feel like that matching fringe come on that's enough couples yeah. gold <laughs> so <it's> fun <laughs> uh, uh, uh glennis sorry what about you my favorite outfit was where did I put it? Um, Lainey's uh, glittery dress mm. at the party that they went to, mm. and Jessica had a silk scarf that was really nice. It was just she wore it really well. Um, <laughs> I said my worst outfit was Gina's ankle socks and loafers, but also the um, <laughs> the corset. I didn't notice ankle sock and loafers. In her first shot, she's wearing this teeny tiny mini skirt and then these super chunky ankle socks and loafers. Yes. And it it, it was very of the Mm -hmm. time, but she looked, yeah, in 1995, cool. Yeah. 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 She's, well, then it was a shame because in the party scene, she's out, like her hair actually looks really good and she's in this like, green mini dress and she looked really good and then they slapped the corset back on her and yeah so my fave outfit was jessica's snazzy party blazer and general outfit Mm -hmm. i thought was quite fun it was glittery and fun yeah was that the black glittery Mm -hmm. one i thought she looked nice Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah, worst outfit i also had the blue corset i had darman's sort of funky vest now and darman wore a thing to the party that I don't think I've ever seen a human being wear before, which is he had a black suit on with a black shirt underneath. And uh, it was like had white piping or something across it. I can't remember. It was a very, he's a man of style. <laughs> Starman. Right. I think, yeah, of course. Funky looking yeah. outfit. Um, okay, biggest hunk. Ashley, what do you think? I uh, Darman. No. I'm gonna go Darman. Yeah, why not? It's Scott Valentine. Uh, Megan, what about you? Sorry, uh, I ditched it. Gerald McRaney, obviously, and I thought Lainey was very beautiful. Yeah, Lainey was. Yeah, she was my close second. Linus, what about you? <sighs> I mean. I just found a pretty amazing photo of of Scott Valentine Uh, but I'm gonna go Terry okay I picked Lainey but I I also am like Ashley like there's another episode with Scott Valentine and he is a hundred percent my biggest hunk in that one so it's only because I thought Lainey she pipped him to the best on this one yeah and that's the one where he's pretending to be his own the other guy's pretending to be his own yeah and um Scott Valentine's dating the model who it's the one with Alan Thick being gross. Oh right. Uh, and yeah. um Glennis, the photo you sent is is how he was in family ties for four seasons as Mallory's boyfriend. Yeah, it's a spicy yeah, look. Hunky. You've got a curly mullet with an ear cuff and like several ear I mean, earrings. An ear cuff. I think you mean the ear cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen such an ear cuff. Wow. I mean, I want it. 
What a hunk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like he <laughs> look. But the thing is, he's got like a real kind of puppy dog look to him. So it's like funny because it's sort of edgy, but it's also like, oh, here he is, is Darman Keen. <laughs> oh my god, that's so I mean Darman Keen is an amazing name. That's yeah. Dar. Yeah. Oh, quickly. Is something I was thinking about, and he was the only one wearing bolo ties. But I was like, if there's another episode in this era, I'm gonna have to do a bolo tie count. Ooh. Oh, that's no, any actually doesn't even need to be this era, like. Anytime they're in the Southwest or like Texas, the West, there's bolo ties. Oh, I feel like there is a lot. I, we've seen other ones where there's bolo ties. Lee wore a lot of bolo ties. Lee was a big bolo tie enthusiast. Lee. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I think I've said this before. I like a bolo tie on a man. I love bolo ties. Yeah, I think they look yeah. nice. Yeah. Like you're fancy, but you're not like. You're, you're like not different. trying too hard. You're down to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're fancy, but you can have a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. you're totally down to hell. Uh, <laughs> the bolo tie backstory. Yeah, a bolo for YOLO. Oh my god, I've not, I've not seen a bolo tie out here. I don't think once. No. Uh, okay, sorry. JB Burns, Glennis. Do you have any JB Burns? No, I had the quotes, but I had I I said the one about uh, moving fast, uh, and then <laughs> Charlie had a quote that says, "I suppose this is the day I get yelled at." Yeah, that, that was mine too. Really, <laughs> sad, like pathetic, and just like, well, I guess today's the day I get yelled at. <laughs> Poor Charlie. I know. Megan, what about you? Did you have any JP Burns beyond? I suppose this is my day to get yelled at. <laughs> I did love that, but I think Charlie says all these. He says, like, um, you haven't had a winning season since 1989 to the lawyer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he uses the phrase again, whacked him out. Mm, I forgot. I thought he he used in um, Dead Eye. Yes, because there was, because he said you whacked your father out or so, or he whacked your father out or so. There was some sort of whacking out that that, was vaguely not appropriate. And then someone Mm. says when she married the bozo. Oh, is that Gina says that? I think maybe Charlie was saying it about. Lainey's husband. I like at the end, Charlie's just stood there complaining about the fact that he's not going to get paid by the insurance company uh, to right? the woman he's been trying to trick into admitting that it's like a false claim. And she's like, oh, Charlie, I do. I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> what the heck is happening? I know. But I did sort of also hope they get together, but that's just a separate thing. Um, yeah, maybe he like spent the weekend there. She's very cute and he's kind of a mess, but a nice guy deep down i think yeah um ashley what about you jb burns i didn't have any okay no uh faith guest star megan um hard because i my heart says gerald McGraney. Mm-hmm. yeah okay did you take a still of him holding her at the beginning and then put your face on it <laughs> I, was, I was like what you're allowed to do that <laughs> did you say sorry i know you already have but like you did she shake right because i sorry i was looking back through my notes or i did but yet? did you think there was one because i didn't i wrote this down but i can't visualize it but like darman i think grabbed her arm or something it wasn't like a snap out of it mm. thing it was like gina's arm i think was that so party yeah when they were at the party or when they were on the street? I thought on the street. Uh, or maybe at the party and she like blows them You're off. You're right. There is a moment where she kind of brushes them off. She doesn't All blow right, them okay. off on the street. Oh my God. <laughs> no, she I know. Does. We should probably take that one out. We should take that I lo- out. I yeah, like it. I like it. We've already we've <laughs> gone too far now. Um, <laughs> uh, who is your fave guest star, Ashley? Oh, Scott Valentine, duh. What is, I mean, what? Look, I, Megan, I love a Gerald McCraney. I've done my time with designing women. I did major dad a couple like times around. Uh-huh. I am a Gerald McCraney fan. I don't get a lot of Scott Valentine action. I get right. a lot of Gerald okay. McCraney action and I want to honor Scott Valentine's presence. Okay. 
and that I had a crush on him when he was on Family Ties, and I was watching the reruns in the nineties. Well, and it is you're right, Ashley. It's hard to find a, like of this time period, or maybe a little bit younger as well, like a proper Scott Valentine vehicle, apart from like the mm-hmm. odd kind of strange mm-hmm. move or so, you know, or like TV role or something. Yeah. It's like yeah. when he pops up in that other episode of Murder Show, I was like, who is this? Guy, incredible guy with weird dyed blonde hair that doesn't suit him. <laughs> a lot of earrings. Oh, I'm. But and yet all these this things. Is just like wild, <laughs> wild information for me to take well, no, in. Yeah. The thing I think is what I'm saying is like I, this is not normally somebody that I would be interested in, but I am very interested. I've just defended Darman Keen left, right, and center. I mean, he's not a good guy. <laughs> this episode. <laughs> So Ashley, I'm, I, yeah, I agree. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Joe McCraney, I can, I can turn on the mm-hmm. TV and get there. Scott Valentine, I have to make an effort. Yeah. That's, that's a great point because Gerald McCraney is also in Longmire. So, you know, there's. Choices. And he's hunky throughout mm-hmm. all of that. I'm not denying. Very hunky. It's just, <laughs> I wanted to just honor Scott. Mm-hmm. You and know? this was fave guest star. And I would, sorry, Glennis, who was your fave guest star? I'll save my dissertation. He was mine too. Scott Valentine? yeah what i thought we were mcrainy heads together <laughs> she ditched you she gave him the hunk she, yeah, yeah she that's did. true it's three valentines to one mcrainy which um, we just gotta live with that he just made the episode really entertaining <laughs> i think he brought a lot of energy to it and made the character yeah. even though he's a sleazebag really funny and fun and when he's just getting back together with Gina to pump her for information about the mom and right away starts questioning her about it I did think that was very funny and it's like and then he's just such a (laughs) jerk um he's such a jerk but he's so bad at being a jerk too like he's so bad at like he's just so mm -hmm. obvious you know so and Gina's just blind yeah. And, and at the end when they're at his house and he's like genuinely like what's happening <laughs> just like, well yeah because you're right the fact that they didn't clue him in that this was gonna happen is <laughs> we've never had one of these set up at least not ones that we've covered on this show yet where we've we've had an unsuspecting person involved in the frame like not the frame up but the like what is it when you um entrapment it's not entrapment but it's a little bit entrapment where you're getting someone to it, you know yeah it's mouth trapping <laughs> it's, it's light entrapment <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not cops i mean the cop was involved so that's like, yeah, I yeah. thought it makes a difference if it's just oh no, I'm going. not. This isn't a legal argument, I just mean, you know, in general, <laughs> like, yeah, like in yeah, that's why I called it mouse trapping. Yeah, you just you're mouse trapping them, yeah, mouse yeah. Trapping them. <laughs> left and right. Glennis's <laughs> guess, I think you said earlier who you guessed. I did, I, I uh jumped the gun a little bit, but uh, yeah, so I thought it was the lawyer. I honestly, there's no way I could have guessed. This. it's hard it's too I mean, hard but then hearing all of first response and literally the first five minutes he's like it's insurance fraud and the person that is like really her husband is gonna come back and yeah it was insane but they oliver and our sister-in-law mary both really like this episode that's good well um, this brings us along nicely to um glennis's ranking for this episode so we know oliver and mary enjoyed it I sure enjoyed it. How do we think Glynis? Ashley, you're normally, you're normally on the mic. <laughs> I feel like you're just going to guess. You usually get like a, a prompt from Megan. Do we have any, any idea? You're not I, I think she gave it a seven. Oh, I, okay. You know hmm. what? I'm going to go eight then. <laughs> I'm going to go six. Ooh, okay. Because I don't know. Well, I'm going to make everyone's weekend and I'm going to say it's an eight. Yay! 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 <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Even though it's Yay! Friday the 13th. I forgot about that. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I thought it was really entertaining. 
Yeah. I can't believe this because Deadeye is one of your is I think one of your lowest scoring ones. So you is highest of the highs. Like now, how does such a low start for Charlie? Like yeah, that was just Oh no, it's not because of Charlie, it's because of how weird that episode was. Yeah, no, no, no. That wasn't a judgment. It was just funny. I feel really judged, and now I take it back. Now it's a two. <laughs> I'm glad you liked you. it. It's fun, this one. It's a lot of fun. Me too. Yeah, for sure. When I, I didn't, it didn't have it, the things that I don't like, which are, like, I mean, obviously there's murder. You can't really get around that. But I don't like when there's, like, a mean relationship and, like, that yeah. was really sour. Mm-hmm. Or there's something, like, really sad, like the cop's son, and then he's, like, that whole mess uh what, what episode was that like, Hannigan's wake yeah like that oh was, yeah it's just and then the when, laugh riot that was Hannigan's wake that one, I don't like the sad ones uh, no yeah. I agree yeah are you right Glennis I mean I think there's a lot of fun to be had here and the two people that die one we don't even know his name and the other is a bad guy so it's sort of like yeah you're like the only thing I felt was sad about this one is that Terry and Lainey didn't get to get yeah, together. Yeah, that part's a bummer because you're yeah. that was a bummer. Oh, yeah. also before we get into the last segment, did we did we talk about glamour shots? Well, I thought yes. it was glamour yeah. shots. This one's it's grim. What's your photos. favorite one? No, it oh. wasn't a glamour shot, but the photos that they had of um who's the second guy that dies? Pembroke. Uh, the photos that they have on the cop's desk of like there's like a thousand photos of like him splayed on the ground (laughs) different angles i was like jesus how many photos do they need of this guy and why are they all over the desk because it's him dead (laughs) that was very confusing for me that's awful (laughs) yeah that's pretty dark yeah is that your favorite moment? Is all those photos? <laughs> yeah, that was your favorite. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we all know my moment. favorite moment. Pictures of the corpse. No. What was your favorite moment? Oh, man, Gina? Oh, man, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ashley, what about you? Um, I think I'll give it, I think I'd give it an eight. I liked it. I was bummed it was a little bit more complicated. And I clearly confused two women thought, thinking there was one character. So. That's a very um, move. Yeah, I just, they're both beautiful. I just, um, uh, my favorite moment, I think, is when Gina walks in on Darman and, and who, okay, now I don't know. Is it Sydney or Nancy? Sydney. Uh, Sydney, right? Sydney. Okay. That made me laugh because it was just so weird and awkward. Okay. Yeah. Megan, what about oh. you? Oh, sorry. sorry. The other moment I like is when Charlie does the pencil rubbing over the, you know, when they they always yeah. do that to like see the last number. I always like that technique. I do so. too. It's fun. Yeah. I yeah. love that he tries it first and on the notepad. And then Jessica's like, try this random other thing. And it works on that. And it's like, you can't just let him have the one thing. (laughs) Jessica's got to be right. Um, Megan, what about you? I'm really torn between a nine and a 10. Go with your heart. I think I'm going to go 10. And honestly, it's hard because I just find the whole episode really enjoyable. I like the weird twists. And yeah. um, So, I mean, I love the party scene. I love that kind of stuff. And her just like, walking around Aspen with um Terry even though he ended up being bad yeah he was bad but yeah and like all the weird intrigue <laughs> there is so much intrigue in this episode <laughs> get the money and quickly or whatever she is <laughs> oh and I wrote in my notes so many sexy shenanigans because like Jarman <laughs> yeah. says, says how soon can you get that gorgeous little body over here oh. <laughs> There's so many sexy shenanigans in this episode. How is she going to fake getting her hair done? That was my biggest concern. Maybe she just assumed her husband wouldn't notice even if she had. That's kind of what I thought was that like, doesn't really like pay attention to her. I mean, I'm surprised she was even lying on the phone. (laughs) They seem to not have a great relationship with each other. Right, right, right. I just want to yell at someone to get me money quickly. Get me money quickly. And quick. 
I, okay, I think I'm going to give this one a nine. I'm, I'm close to a 10, but I think I'll go nine. I think the twist is great. I think it's a really yeah. fun twist. Love the characters, love Darman. And like Glennis, I mean, what else is there to say? But, oh man, Gina. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best scene. And then the two of them walking away, her in that blue corset. You're like, wow, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> it is. I know her face, like, she's like, like, okay. She's like, I love you again, even though you were full clothes making out with some woman. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Does anybody have anything else they want to add about a quaking in Aspen before we close out? Glenna says, she's all good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.